This is the Straight Dope, episode 25, Bursting the Bubble Level. I own a few bubble levels, and even one of those fancy digital ones. Although I haven't used any, maybe for the last year, I've tested a lot, and I think it's fun to talk about because people get really excited on one side of the fence or the other, and I think they're missing the the point to a certain extent, and so I made a post about it on Facebook, and again, a lot of people jumped out of the woodwork to talk about either it doesn't matter or it matters or, you know, try to point fingers away from their industry into another industry to say that there's tolerance issues with everything. Well, I think they're absolutely right. Everything that we have has tolerance issues and we aren't at a level of machining and craftsmanship that we're ever going to get rid of tolerance issues, which could also be interpreted as, you know, error built into your system. But what's the acceptable level of tolerance or error that you're willing to accept and understand? That that's kind of a fascinating question. And I've been messing with this for a couple of years as I've been testing equipment, coming to realize that everything has tolerance issues. And if you stack up that data, you can decide whether that tolerance fits within your acceptable left and right limits. And the best way to do that is knowing a target size that you're going to shoot at a distance, knowing your craft number, knowing your wind speed number, and then seeing how much budget you're left with. If that budget that's left with can still be filled up with tolerance issues, then what you have is going to work just fine. And if it's not, something has to change. For most shooters, it's their fundamentals shooting ability, right? Not, not necessarily the classic fundamentals, uh, which to a certain extent is a little bit too much dogma as you start to get better with the equipment that's around now and the style of shooting that most people are doing. But your fundamental shooting capability is quantifiable, and that's what we try to do at Riflecraft. You log your targets, you understand your capability over time to show whether that's improving or not. You're also highlighting your weapon system's capability with your best shooting group, more or less. Now, your best shooting group may not be as good as your weapon system's capability, but there's no real way to know that other than your your best positional group contrasted to your craft shooter number. And yet, we still need to compare your ability to use your system to the desired goal and then ask, is there room for that deviation? So one thing that I discovered very early on was that there were tracking issues in a lot of scopes. And those tracking issues could be measured and they could be accounted for. And a lot of shooters were making up for tracking errors by changing their BC. They say, well, when I click up at distance at 10 mils, you know, I'm three tenths low. So I think if I adjust my BC, uh, you know, it gets spot on. And it might not be a, a 3% BC issue. It could be a 3% tracking issue with the scope. Now, how you would know that is you would have to have it Doppler measured and you could do a tall target tracking test but a lot of people aren't doing that some people are but if you enter the wrong data entry into your ballistics calculator things start to get a little bit fishy 
It might work today, but it might not work if you travel to a different location under different environmental conditions. So you really want to be careful to adjust or to understand why you're adjusting parameters that aren't necessarily true. You could fudge the data and get the result that you're looking for today, but it might bite you tomorrow. So understanding where the error is coming from will help take out some of that error and problems down the road. Now, if your scope doesn't track exactly precisely, do you throw it away? Hell no. If it consistently tracks off, then you account for that. And in your dope cards and in the way that you calculate your dope and your holdovers when you travel to distance, you understand that you know, every just like a leap year, our year isn't 365 days. It's right. It's like 365 and a quarter. So every four years, we got to throw in an extra day of the year. You can account for clicks at distance where that's going to show up, and it won't show up at 100 yards. It won't show up at 300 yards. But as you shoot out at a distance, you'll notice that that you start to get off by a tenth or two or three or four, depending on the tracking issue of your scope. Another thing that I think is fascinating is when you do find a known error with the equipment that you have. And I've pretty much found an error and a problem with every single piece of equipment that I have. So I've reached out to a lot of companies and I said, hey, do you know that this is happening? And some of them say, yeah, you know, we're trying to fix that. Or yes, you know, it's we, this is our tolerance left and right limits and that's within our tolerance left and right limits. That's how I found out about some of the scope stuff is I reached out to scope companies and I said, hey, you know, I noticed that, that at distance, you know, I've, I've, I've seen anywhere from this to this uh, difference in scope tracking. They say, yeah, you know, we try to keep it within these limits and that tends to be the case for most manufacturers, and but there are some that go beyond that. And I said, yeah, you know, I have one of those. And they're like, yeah, you know, we've heard about that before too. But okay, great. They answered the question. They stood by their products and said that that falls within the acceptable level of error for their products. Awesome. I've also had other companies that I've sent, uh, you know, barreled or full rifle builds back to and said, you know, you have a guarantee for a certain level of, of uh, shot groups. You know, here's six types of ammo, shot it all. It's, you know, you're supposed to be under an inch, and here it's all over an inch. Sent them ammo, they shot it. They shot it, sent back pictures saying, yeah, you know, it's over an inch, but not by much. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with this rifle, uh, so you just better learn how to hand load. Whoa, to me, that's a red flag for the company and an integrity violation since they guarantee it to be under an inch, and it, they, don't, they don't back it up, send it back. Great, uh, got rid of it, and we'll never you know, do business with them again. Awesome. Some companies set those limits, and they understand them. And if you reach out and notice that your bubble level is off a little bit or your chassis you know, is inconsistently torquing into the barreled action so that you have point impact shifts that are you know, bigger than a tenth or so uh, when, when, when you swap it out, you, know, you could ask them. And then you record it in your book and say, when, when this happens, here's the result. I've been playing with actions that you can do a quick swap of the barrel. And the, the two that I've been testing, when I swap the barrel, I get about a tenth of a point of impact shift. Now, if the barrel is cleaned and put in, the very first shot is two tenths low. And after that, they all go back to zero. So if I take the barrel out and it's clean and I put it back into the chassis, torque it up, it'll be two tenths low. And then every shot after that is going to go back to zero. 
I know that. And um, I record that. And I understand that if I'm going to take my first shot after taking the barrel off, you know, I'm going to have to add two tenths to my dope, regardless of distance. And I haven't taken that to a comp to do that between every stage, but I still plan to. And I'm trying to develop, you know, the systems and parameters for doing that so that I can, uh, you know, do it and get what I want um, in terms of data and input from that. But, I, you know, to me, I think that's interesting. You know, I talk a lot about tripods and I've tested a lot of tripods and the companies that stand by their products back it up and say, yep, you know, we get it. That happens. Those are the companies that I want to stand by because they understand and accept that there's going to be issues with all products and then you as a consumer need to understand that all your products do have issues. And do they still allow you to accomplish your goals? And that's where you compare the error built into the systems that you have to your capability. And is, it, is that error, uh, does it not stack you outside of the, the target size that you're going to engage under the parameters that you're using it in? Those are the questions that I think that we need to ask, talk about openly, and then use the data from our craft shooting data, our distance ballistic data, and compare and say, do I have, you know, one, two, three percent error budget built into this? Yes or no. Most of us, and I, I, I'll say that pretty confidently, 99% of shooters can't outshoot the error that you're going to find. And so if you discover that, you know, your scope tracks at 1% error, most of us aren't going to shoot the difference between that in a practical setting. And that type of error is probably not unacceptable in terms of manufacturing standards. There are other things that aren't acceptable. And there's no standard to know about where they are other than crunching the numbers and asking, you know, can you still shoot within these parameters and accomplish hitting what you're trying to hit? I think that's the realistic and responsible way to look at the errors built into your system. If your bubble level is not perfectly plumb, probably not a surprise. If somebody pointed out that even the reticles aren't going to be lined up to the turrets I haven't that's something I definitely didn't think about testing but so if you shine a light through your scope onto a wall with a plumb line internally the scope may not be lined up vertically so uh you know basically like that leaves me inside being like well fuck it I'm not gonna test shit anymore but um that would be pretty cool to see and then it would be pretty cool to see if that error was actually shootable and if and if it is you know it's something that's worth considering but it, it would be good for you to know as a shooter in your logbook as you record your data to know that at a distance you know you may have to sh hold a little bit up and left or low and right or or what, what however you would solve that problem but but i don't think that it's a reason to immediately consider selling the products that you have but I do think it's a good reason to justify going and collecting and recording that specific data on paper at 100 and then at distance and do that over multiple days so that it's not an environmental error or recording issue, but rather you're, you're um, you know, proving that you can or cannot outshoot the error that's built into that system. 
I think for most of us, what we're going to find is that, yes, many of our items have error and no, it doesn't make a difference in how we shoot and our outcomes. And so obsessing about those details is that paralysis by analysis where we should probably be working on our fundamentals and trying to become better marksmen and not worrying about if we can buy stuff uh, to somehow jump ahead because eventually you're not going to be able to buy anything fancier and all it's going to do is more precisely demonstrate that you're not a very good marksman. Well, shit, we can do that for free now. Go do the rifle craft challenge and compare it to your prone shooting or your bench shooting position, and I guarantee that the number's going to be bigger, exposing your weaknesses and identifying the fact that if you look at, quantify, and approach your shooting based on target size that you plan on engaging and the position that you plan on engaging it from, you'll be able to develop a training plan that will allow you to accomplish your goal with the system that you have, regardless of the errors built into it, if you go out and get the data and the dope and the understanding of the capabilities of your system and track where you are, point A, to where you want to be, point B, and make sure that where you want to be, everything fits into those parameters. You want to shoot a 10-inch plate at 1,000? It all has to fit into a 1MOA picture. So what's your wind reading ability? What's your shooting ability? What are the ballistics? Uh, you know, do you have to do something with your reticle? And, and so on and so forth. Those are the questions that we need to line up and put on paper. Once that's done, your confidence will go through the roof and you'll be able to accomplish anything that you set out to, 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 to tackle uh, but it's understanding those things, and a lot of it is painful to collect. You know, you go out and you fail. You go out and you miss. You go out and realize that you've got a lot of work to do. That's perfect, right? The more you identify that you have to work on, the bigger the growth opportunity and the better likelihood that if you work on those things, you will achieve your goal and success. I would much rather know that and be able to work on it then feel like I could just do it now and then wonder why I'm not doing it. Um, that type of knowledge is empowering and it provides you everything that you need to go out and accomplish your goals. And most of those you can do with the equipment that you already own.